Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. So I want to tell you guys, I, I saw an article, and uh, this was on Liberty Daily uh, by Jack, and this is by Jack Phillips, Epoch Times, uh, so on and so forth, talking about uh, McCarthy making a prediction about the GOP White House nominee. And this article was actually is a really good article, and uh, you'll find a link in the, uh, the, the column, the show column. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at this, and uh, the article has a bunch of things in there. And I really think that this article is worth talking about because this article reflects a lot of things that are very relevant to a lot of issues we're dealing with here across the board. So this this article starts out, and uh, McCarthy says, says, you know, that he thinks Trump is going to be the nominee. Well, geez, shocker, Trump's ahead by 50-plus points. Who would have thought that, right? But this is an important thing, right? Because this is McCarthy out there recognizing that, you know, eh, yeah, this is just what it's going to be. Now, that is an interesting thing. Right. So the, the article talks about the fact that all the candidates are in single digits, except for DeSantis, who only has 12.7 percent of the support. Right. Uh, Trump's huge. I mean, he's in the 60 percent. Right. I mean, so it's really not close. Uh, Trump is winning this by a ridiculous amount. And I really I kind of feel bad about you know, the way this is going down. The only thing the other candidates are doing at this point is really just pulling away from the ability to unify. I mean, they aren't actually accomplishing anything. And frankly, outside of uh, DeSantis, I don't think any of them really have any, like, diehard support. I don't know anybody, like, just jumping up and down about Mike Pence. You know, I mean, who the hell's who's excited about Mike Pence? I mean, nobody. So, you know, outside of, uh, you know, DeSantis, I don't think there is any. And the other thing with DeSantis is that I like DeSantis. Right. And I've got some concerns because, you know, he's been caught on camera talking about going moderate and he's been talking, caught on camera, this and that and all these different things. But uh, I like him. I mean, he's I like him in Florida. Right. He's done a, a pretty good job as governor down there. Um, and, you know, I mean, I just am of the opinion that's where he should have stayed for a few years. I think 2028 this time, uh, maybe if this doesn't you know, kind of screw that up, you know, if his fight with Trump doesn't kind of tank that. Uh, but, I mean, you know, that's that's politics, right? If you pick that fight, you know, this guy, Ron decided to pick a fight with Trump. There was, you know, there was always going to be some, some bruising and some bleeding, because if you get in a political fight, you get in a political fight. And the question is, can you recover from it? And I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But, you know, like I said, so this is very clear. Now, McCarthy recognizing that Trump is the de facto nominee is really an interesting thing, right? So McCarthy is calculating if, if he's anything, right? McCarthy isn't saying things like this without having thought it through. This was a statement. And this was something that I think McCarthy stated because he wants people to think, yeah, I know Trump's going to be, I'm, you know, I'm behind Trump. Now that said, it's not like it was a, you know, a roaring endorsement. It's not like he's, uh, you know, jumping all on the Trump bandwagon, and I don't see him doing anything to help Trump. Now, he talks about it, but what's he doing to help him? 
See, the thing about this is, is I view the statement as important because this is uh, McCarthy saying, no, no, there's no question. Yeah, obviously, we're all for Trump. But then you look at his policies, and he's not doing a damn thing to help Trump. There is no release of the January 6th footage. There is no, you know, wild, uh, you know, push for uh, impeachment of Merrick Garland or any of these other DOJ crooks. There's barely an push for an impeachment inquiry on Biden. Uh, You know, I mean, this is really, really just weak at best. And, you know, we've got a a looming uh, budget showdown coming up. And, uh, yeah, I think this is just a weak, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, Trump, yay, Trump, you know, type thing. It just was a weak kind of, uh, you know, statement. But, yeah, he went on and he said, you know, I served with Ron DeSantis. He's not at the same level as President Trump by any shape or form. He would not have gotten elected without President Trump's endorsement. And so, yeah, this is this is a kiss the ring type statement, right? I, I, this is a this is McCarthy trying to kiss Trump's rear end enough to get some favor with him by saying something. You know, oh, I'm going to rip Ron DeSantis, but but let's think about that. I hope to God Trump doesn't fall for this. I hope to God he doesn't, because here's the thing. That little statement is completely meaningless. Of course Trump is going to be the nominee. Listen, I don't care whether you like Ron or not. He's down by 50 points. You aren't coming back from that. Ron DeSantis's only hope of being the nominee is that somehow Trump was disqualified, which is completely unconstitutional. And frankly, if Trump were to be disqualified with a 50-point lead and anybody stepped up into his shoes... I'm voting against them because they should, everybody should say absolutely not. That if there's anything on this planet that should unify the Republican platform, it should be that you're not going to decide who our nominee is through lawfare, especially corrupt lawfare, which is all the DOJ does. So this whole thing is a meaningless load of drivel and something that's crucially important because this is what the mainstream Republicans do. And McCarthy is mainstream, make no mistake. Uh, you know, he's had every opportunity to show us what he's got, but he won't do a damn thing. I've seen no J6 tapes. Until I see 100% complete free access to the J6 tapes, I don't care what McCarthy has to say about it. Okay, he's a liar until then. Because he said he was going to do that, right? So... Anyways, this is just, like I said, this is a way to kiss Trump's rear uh, without actually doing anything. Ah, DeSantis guy, I'm going to rip him. But uh, there's no risk in it, right? This is what, this is another Republican tactic. Do something that doesn't have any meaning to garner favor, favor with someone, right? Now, at the same time, you get a little bit more info on this, right? Because... He was asked about a government shutdown because that's where we're going, right? It's where we're going. They've got a a spending legislation. They've got to have it passed by September or there'll be a partial shutdown. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. As corrupt as our government is, the best thing that could ever happen is a shutdown, a complete shutdown. I'd throw a party. 
You know, this, this is the worst government on the planet. But, yeah, I don't know. This is, you know, you look at the mainstream Republicans, they're pretty sure it's awful. Now, that's what McCarthy actually said. He said, I don't think that would work anywhere, he told Fox Business. A shutdown would only give strength to the Democrats who would give power to Biden. I actually want to achieve something. What do you want to achieve, Kevin? Huh? What do you want to what do you want to achieve? Because you don't seem to be achieving anything. So he says that it's a shutdown. Now, this is another important part of this story. Why? Well, because this illustrates the mainstream blind leading the blind nature of the Republican Party. Oh, that shutdown would only give strength to the Democrats. Why would a shutdown give strength to the Democrats? What's the favorability of our federal government? What is the favorability? Does anybody like what our government's doing? What if that shutdown was based on some legislation to roll back the Green New Deal and to promote some energy policies that would lower the cost of gas? What if McCarthy said, we're going to have a shutdown until Joe Biden allows us to drill to get the gas price to under $2 a gallon? Do you think he'd lose that fight? Does anybody think he'd lose that fight? How about if he said, we're going to, we're going to have a shutdown until Joe Biden does something about uh, the, the sex trafficking and other horrors that are occurring on the southern border. You think he'd lose that fight? I think the American people would support that. I'll, I'll be real honest. Instead of t- kissing Trump's rear by trying to make fun of DeSantis a little bit, how about you, uh, you say, we're going to shut down until all these fraudulent investigations are ended? How about that? How about until you until they agree to defund any and all investigations into any presidential candidates? How about except for you know Biden because he deserves to be investigated? But well, yeah, how about we end these these fraud uh, investigations into Trump? He's not even there. How about that? See, McCarthy doesn't actually want to do anything. He's a coward. He's just, I mean, I'm sorry. I've given him a chance, right, folks? Yeah, I didn't know much about him when he took the the speaker role. And I said at the time, I said, yeah, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he's going to do, right? Well, he did exactly what you'd expect of a WEF fan. He sold out. He accomplished nothing. He obfuscated. He lied. And he's, he's just been a waste of space. In fact, he's gotten in the way of anything good happening. So... Yeah, I would suggest that uh, McCarthy's got this wrong. A shutdown that led to us getting rid of 87,000 new IRS agents, probably something the American people would celebrate on. I think think McCarthy had suddenly become one of the most popular people in America if he did that. But you see, this is the problem. The mainstream Republicans don't know this and don't understand this. They're out of touch with we the people. And frankly, on a lot of levels, so is Donald Trump right now. I love the man, uh, but you know, I wish he would. I wish he was listening a little bit more to what we're saying about some of these things. I mean, his uh, his Megyn Kelly thing lately, recently, was just horrific on the vaccine, and uh, you know some of these other things. But the problem is, is that Trump is surrounded by these mainstream political people whispering sweet nothings in his ear, and he's listening to them. He's everybody's influencing these guys, right? Everybody. 
Uh, Trump's being influenced. McCarthy's being influenced. Now, Trump does a good job, and Trump thinks for himself, and obviously he's a good dude, right? I mean, we support Trump. But the the point is, and the issue is, is that these consultants, these mainstream guys, these guys who are Republican gurus, the think tank guys, they do not understand we the people. They have no idea. Oh, a shutdown would just strengthen Biden. How would a shutdown over something as unpopular as 87,000 new IRS agents, how would that strengthen Biden? I mean, I, I, I would like anybody to explain to me how that would strengthen Biden. If you can explain that one to me, I'd, I'd be thrilled to see it. You know, I mean, you got a guy as popular as Trump, and you're gonna, you think that a shutdown to, to end government corruption in the DOJ is going to be unpopular? How can you explain that one? You can't. You can't. Because a shutdown isn't the problem. But when you surround yourself with these mainstream buffoons, this is what you get. And this is the problem, right? We've got a whole lot of these mainstream buffoons pushing these lies and accomplishing nothing. So anyways, but there we go on. The article has some other important things. Um, you know, I think that there was a couple really important statements, and I really want to go through this whole article because there's some things that I think are super, super important. Um, you know, Trump said that, you know, he, he said, listen, I made up my mind that the election was rigged. My decision. And speaking of the 2020 uh, election. And when he, when he was asked why he didn't listen to lawyers and this and that, he said, because I didn't respect them. That's a very important thing. And this is part of the reason I like Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a warrior. If you're a fighter, you understand and respect respect, right? You can like me, you can dislike me, but if you don't respect me, we got nothing to talk about. And that seems to be how Donald Trump does this, right? He's surrounded by an awful lot of people who like to kiss his butt and like to tell him this and like to tell him that. Um, but whether or not he respects them, that's another thing. It's another thing. And I think his respect is probably a little bit tough to earn. I mean, the guy's very accomplished. You know, he's been a tough guy his whole life. He's done, done a lot of good things. I mean, it's hard to, you got to earn that, right? But uh, he didn't respect them. So he didn't listen to them. Well, that makes sense to me, right? Uh, he says, you know, guys like Bill Barr was a stiff, but he wasn't there at the time. He didn't do his job because he was afraid. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. And Trump's right. Bill Barr didn't do his job. All these guys were afraid to do what was necessary. All these guys sold out. All these guys have just, just I mean, they, they weren't willing to do what was necessary on this. Um, yeah, it's a bad situation. And I think that I want to, you know, kind of focus in on that a little bit for the rest of the segment. See, when we look at what we've got with Trump, we've got a guy who's got who's surrounded by people who he doesn't respect. And so he somewhat listens and somewhat doesn't. And unfortunately, I don't know how I would recommend a guy like Donald Trump fixes this, right? Because, you know, he's surrounded by people. Uh, there's a ton of people fighting to get his ear. And how does he know which one's worth listening to? He doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, the best he can do is guess. And, yeah, how does he know which guy he's going to respect? So you got a guy like Mike Flynn. Well, he respects Mike Flynn. I mean, but how many generals that have fought and stood for this country and stood up against Obama and corrupt judges? How many guys like that are there? There's not that many. 
right? So, you know, Flynn's kind of a, one of his own, you know. He's got a, uh, Trump's got a couple other people that are close to him. And, you know, some of them are good. Some of them are crap. You know, I mean, he's got some people around him from the Ohio neck of the woods. I know who they are. They're garbage. Uh, although he does have some good Ohio people around him as well. But, I mean, the problem is, is that Trump's got a lot of people around him, and, and it's hit or miss whether they're any good. And these people all give him the same kind of advice that you get from the mainstream. And, you know, the question is, does he respect them? Does he not? You know, does he like them? Does he not? You know, what's going on where? And at the end of the day, man, it has got to be tough to be Donald Trump. Guy's under attack. He's going. He's got people kissing his butt and lying to him. I think it's a, it's a difficult thing. But, you know, going back to this whole thing and bringing it all the way back around, if you're Donald Trump, you got guys like Kevin McCarthy who will try and garner your favor and lie and manipulate you by saying things like DeSantis sucks, even though they're stabbing you in the back at the same time. Makes it for a tough go. Support us at TomRens.com. Support the Tom Renz Show. And we will be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And, you know, there's a lot of really serious issues happening and a lot of really bad things happening. Uh, so I want to talk about a thing that's happening that, uh, well, I think, honestly, we've got to have a little bit of, of fun with here, folks. Okay, so let me kick this off with this. So I've got on my Twitter feed... I, I was very, I was exceedingly mean, folks. Honestly, I, I should, this whole segment is really about how I should be better. I'm not, but I should be. So, uh, yeah, I've got on my Twitter feed, I saw this article and it kind of bothered me. And I want to talk about this, right? So there's this 
creature, uh, this creature, she is a uh, BLM activist, and her name is Zayana Bryant, right? Do you guys remember that name? So Zayana Bryant, um, well, she's frequently mistaken for the horizon. Uh, uh, there, there are, uh, there are things bigger around than her, uh, but they're usually planets. So uh, Zayana Bryant, uh, is a, uh, big fat BLM activist. And I can say she's fat because she's a fat acceptance ambassador now. And I'm going to get to that in a minute for Dove Soap, by the way, Dove Soap decided to hire Zayana, uh, Bryant as the fat acceptance ambassador. So I don't have to feel bad one bit about saying uh, that, uh, you know, that uh, she's so fat that uh, she's got her own area code. She's so fat she used the boomerang to put on her belt. Uh, she's so fat she went to the next to the movies and uh, sat next to everybody. Uh, she's so fat she went to the SeaWorld and the whales watched her. I don't have to feel bad about that, folks. It's okay. She's a fat ambassador, and she wants us to accept fat. So there's no reason for me to feel bad about the fact that uh, yeah, I said that she's so fat that her kids use her belly button as a wading pool. Uh, I mean, that's okay. She she is embracing her fatness, right? I mean, and there's a lot to embrace, an awful lot. In fact, so much that the last time she went to St. Louis, she got stuck in the arch. What? Okay. Yeah, so she's fat, folks, in case you've missed that. But uh, Zayana Bryant, um, AKA fatty is, uh, not only a fat acceptance ambassador, uh, but she's also, uh, yeah, this for Dove, but she's also a BLM activist who, uh, well, she decided to get someone in trouble for no reason other than she's a, apparently a piece of garbage, which is why I am doing what some might view as a less than loving piece on her. Right. So I'm looking at this, uh, this Daily Mail story, and it gives a little bit of background on her, right? So BLM activists at the center of the furious backlash after Dove unveiled a partnership with her has backed defunding the police, but, 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 uh, called the cops immediately over a polite interview request. What? Does this make sense? So in, in uh, 2020, Bryant was accused of ruining a white student's life over a misheard remark about, uh, uh, I don't know, something about BLM something, right? And uh, she, basically she lied. She said that, you know, some, someone said something mean and awful and racist, and she was lying about it, right? She was absolutely lying. And so she ruins this white student's life uh, because she's a liar, She's a liar. She's a piece of crap. Um, but, you know, despite that background, she, uh, you know, she, she happened to get this, this cushy job as fat ambassador. What the hell is a fat ambassador, by the way? So the fat big mouth uh, didn't have any problem pushing for defunding the police. She's done that for a long time. And that's kind of ridiculous to me. Um, but, uh, when, when she was asked to do an interview, she called the police immediately. Uh, now can anybody explain that to me? 
Can anybody explain to me why this BLM to fund the police piece of garbage uh, yeah, is calling the police that she wants to defund when someone asked her politely for an interview? Now, Daily Mail asked her for this interview, apparently. Uh, and she said, you know, he acknowledged Daily Mail had done nothing wrong, was on a public street and simply asked for an interview and left, right? But, but she called the police that she wanted to fund about that. Why did Fatty McFatness do that? And she does, I mean, she's really, like, the pictures they've got of this creature. I mean, uh, they're special. They're special. So anyways, but, uh, but, but Fatty has been given uh, this job, this cushy job. And what happened was is, is uh, Dove partnered with her, and they decided that uh, they were going to use her to promote, uh, I don't know, uh, the beauty brand teamed up with Anna Bryant uh, for, for God knows what, a fat activist. I'm trying to understand what a fat activist is, or ambassador is. What is that, right? Now, mind you, she uh, she joined and watched and and came. You know, so going back to 2020, she says that this uh, this student had made some comments uh, about BLM and race this, race that, and uh, she she watched this student, you know, just get destroyed because this white student, uh, you know, was accused of these things, and uh, just after she got a just thought that was great, right? I mean. Uh, the student was just attacked. I mean, her future was destroyed. It's just completely destroyed. And, uh, you know, that was completely fine for this fat pig, who then uh, later said that she might have misheard, you know, the statement that she alleged was said, right? But now she's getting paid by Dove uh, for this this uh, promotional thing, right? And uh, she posted a video last week on Instagram and the video declared she's a Dove ambassador in discussing fat liberation <laughs> to end the stigma of being overweight. There's no stigma. She looks like she ate all the overweight people, right? I mean, I don't know what the hell kind of a stigma she's thinking there is. So anyways, uh, Dove partner fat liberation is something we should all be talking about, wrote Bryant. That's why I'm partnering with Dove to support the work of N-A-A-F-A official, flair for justice, and the campaign for size freedom. The hell's a campaign for size freedom? This woman wouldn't fit in seven airplane seats. What the hell kind of freedom does she want? I've got some freedom. You've got the freedom to quit eating. Anyways, uh, and I'm, I'm, yeah, folks, I kind of feel bad. Like, I feel like I might be being a little bit harsh little but then i think of what she did to this this poor white student who she lied about and i think about the fact that she took the job of fat ambassador and i think to myself well what the hell am i supposed to do you aren't supposed to say anything about this dove needs boycotted folks i mean she's running around there with size freedom hashtag size freedom and tagging at Dove to share your story. Why? Why are we promoting unhealthy behavior? 
Why? I mean, listen, I've been fat before. I was COVID fat. I gained a bunch of weight, got fat during COVID. Was I proud of it? Hell no. Why would I be proud of that? It's a bad decision. I ate like crap and I didn't exercise enough. So I got fat. What, what is there to be proud of? Your laziness, your irresponsibility, your failure to have any sort of self-discipline? I mean, fine if you're if you're fat. So what? But what do you mean fat freedom and size liberation and celebrating fatness? The hell is that? So so when I think about what fat liberation looks like to me, I think about centering the voices of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and institutions in a fat body. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of maneuvering when you can't fit under the St. Louis Arch. Uh, you know, I folks, this this cow is out here. To, those that live in a fat body. Like they don't control that. You know, it's such a it's such a difficulty living in a fat body. No, it's not. You can get out of the fat body. That's not hard. Quit eating. Anyways, uh, so what's worse is this: this woman has a whopping twenty seven thousand followers on Instagram, right? Twenty seven thousand. So I mean. I don't know. I, I guess I don't really use Instagram. I think, did I have an Instagram account? I don't know. If, I, yeah, I think I got an Instagram. I, I don't know. I got to ask my producer. I, I don't know. She, she knows these things. Um, but 27,000. So this is the best they could do. So Dove, you know, big brand, all this, that, and other. The best they could do for an influencer was to find a lying racist piece of fat crap and they wonder why they're getting boycotted right so her her twenty seven thousand followers which is kind of like i don't know oh you've got six people that care what you think you know i mean listen for yeah i mean i'm a nobody from ohio so twenty seven thousand is a lot but i mean i'm thinking you know it's dove it's a big international brand everybody knows who dove is they can't find someone with more than twenty seven thousand followers I turn on Twitter. There's all sorts of people with more than 27,000 followers. You can't find more than that. But no, Dove can't, apparently. Dove, instead of finding someone that anybody actually cares about to be an influencer, they find someone who's got 27,000 followers on Instagram and who are all in with under fat liberation, which I just, again, I can't wrap my head around. So, I. Uh, Despite the fact that those six people like her, apparently she was pretty well beat up on social media after uh, after the, after all this was going. After uh, they found out about her her role in uh, uh, destroying this white woman or this white person, um, yeah, you know, she's been hit everywhere. Nobody likes this piece of crap, and yet this company, this major company has decided to, uh, to to partner with her. Why? Why? Uh, what is this what is this body positivity thing, folks? Can anybody explain this to me? I mean, why do we celebrate this stuff? This is this ties in. The article mentions Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light, right? Beer. 
I like beer, right? I don't get to drink beer very often, but I like beer. You know what else I like? I like campfires. I like pickup trucks. I like, I don't know, just things that normal men like, right? I just, if you give me a, 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 let me sit on the back of my pickup truck. I have a pickup truck with a campfire, drinking beer with my friends, and occasionally throwing the cans at someone. I mean, that's a great day. That's all I can ask out of life, right? I mean, I'm pretty simple. But, but what I don't want is Dylan Mulvaney, right? Who the hell wanted Dylan Mulvaney? I don't want to see that on the side of my beer can. I don't want my beer can pushing that down my throat. It's stupid. It's unacceptable. I just want to drink a damn beer and be a dude, right? And maybe you want to drink a beer and be a girl. That's fine. But why you got to politicize beer? And if you're going to politicize beer, put a flag on the side of the thing, right? Put a picture of a pickup truck because those are your, that's your, your group, right? That's your people, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, th- those are the people who want you to... But, yeah, this is the same sort of thing. Why would a beauty company partner with a cow? What the hell are they thinking? So, uh, I don't know, folks. Uh, you know, I, I just, I look at this whole thing. And I see just this, this constant stream of these globalist big companies that are doing whatever they can to throw, just thumb their nose at their people. And uh, I, I just, I know we're going to boycott Dove, right? I know that that's happening. I know people are going to boycott it. And I, I hope that's a very effective boycott. I hope it works as well as the Bud Light boycott. Uh, which, you know, it's sad how well it's worked. It's sad because so many good people have lost their jobs because Bud Light decided to tell its... I mean, someone should sue... Honestly, someone should be suing Bud Light. They they had to know that this was going to cause a problem. And after Bud Light, all these other companies that followed suit should get sued. And frankly, if Dove gets a, a big boycott, I hope there's some of their shareholders sue them because this is this is... I mean, how many times do you got to have a boycott? How many times do people have to see that no one's going to follow or support this nonsense? How many times do this, does this have to happen before these big companies start getting sued for throwing their stock prices right in the toilet at the expense of their owners? I mean, there are minority rights. There are shareholder rights. There's all these sorts of rights that you can file a lawsuit on. I hope these guys do it because uh, I hope someone does it because this is this is intentional, right? I mean... Uh, they know what's happening. Now, what I want to suggest is that we got to ask ourselves why. Why are you purposely tanking your stock prices? Why are you doing things that you know are going to cause problems? Why are you support? Why would you ever put Dylan Mulvaney on a Bud Light sign? And why in the heck would you put Fatty McFatness as a uh, beauty spokesman? Why would you do a fat liberation, fat ambassador, whatever, as a spokesman for a beauty product. By the way, I want to go back to this before I forget, because I know I'm getting fussy. So I'm thinking about this, because you know what? I just thought of this. Somebody's going to be fussy. Reds, you're mean. What do you mean I'm mean? She took the job as a fat ambassador. I mean, did she think no one was going to say you're fat? That's your job. 
You literally took the job to go out and speak on behalf of fat people. That's what you did. I mean, okay. Okay. Your mom is so fat she went to the beach and all the whales were singing, we are family. Yeah? No? Okay. No. Got baptized at SeaWorld? Took a bath? Got stuck? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, irons are closed in the driveway? So fat she irons are closed in the driveway? No? I mean, uh, I don't know. She's so fat she puts on her lipstick with a paint roller? Uh, folks, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm so done with this. You know, you're going to you're going to be out there. You're going to put yourself out there as the fat ambassador uh even though you're a piece of And by the way, if she was like a really good person or something or had a medical thing whatever, but this is someone who who's a BLM activist that lied and destroyed someone's life and now now she gets rewarded for it. She's so fat that when she goes to the beach the tide comes in. I just don't know. All right, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. Support the Tom Renz Show and the America Out Loud Network and TomRenz.com. Uh, we'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Okay, welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Stack of Stuff. Lots of stack today, and I want to start out at the top with headline Epochs Times. Why Trump's mounting legal woes may not derail his campaign. That's right, folks. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say about this. I put this article in the stack for a reason. And the reason that I put it there was to say, how stupid is this? 
are we really talking about a guy who's the leading candidate of a major political party not being able to uh, be in prison, uh, president because he's in prison? I mean, this is just a political hit piece. 91 counts in four separate jurisdictions against Trump. 91 counts, all of them basically because he, you know, pissed off the deep state. I don't know what else to say, folks. This is stupid. This is the most corrupt thing in American history. And the fact that we're politicizing our justice system makes us more of a banana republic than a legitimate, uh, you know, national, uh, a, a legitimate nation of any sort. This is ridiculous, folks. Just ridiculous. So anyways, I, I'm not going to go through this article because I really, I don't think it's worth my time. I mean, I, I really don't. I just think, you know, this is nonsense. If we allow Trump not to run for office or to be in jail during his run, then we deserve what we get, frankly. That's just that's just that simple. So I don't know. By the way, anybody find any missing F-35s laying around anywhere? You know, F-35 fighter jets, you know, the $80 million or whatever they are, fighter jets that, you know, are top technology we just one of them seems to have gone missing and we haven't found it yet i'm i'm sure there's nothing nefarious about that and no one looking at the wreckage or stealing pieces from the wreckage or anything else i mean i'm sure that that's just normal i mean can't find a missing f-35 all right um oh yeah by the way we're at war for any of you guys that don't know uh, yeah, I don't know how many times I have to see these headlines and, you know, bring them up, talk about them here before people recognize, yes, we're at war. People are attacking us. Bad guys are attacking soft targets. Mostly bad guys who are probably Iranian or Chinese military people that came through the southern border because they're coming through the southern border in droves. We know this. Everybody knows this. You know, we keep talking about it. But nobody cares. And headline, massive explosions in Columbus, Georgia, possible factory explosion. So we've got another recycling plant that's just blown to bits. Massive explosions. I mean, just chaos, death, fire, carnage. You know, the same stuff that keeps happening everywhere across America. But it's okay, folks, because there's nothing to see here. There's nothing really happening. These are just coincidences, and you shouldn't really worry about them because, you know, coincidences happen. It's not like it's a big deal. It's just, you know, another factory blowing up, that sort of thing, right? Started, I mean, East Palestine, all these things. Yeah, don't worry. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. All right. Next one. I love libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok are good. Okay, so we all know I like Missouri. Missouri, I mean, it's a, it's a love the state, love the people, love I love the barbecue. Um, Missouri's a great state. I, I really do like it. But every now and then, even good states, yeah, I see a story and I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And this one pretty much sums it up. Now, Missouri largely... Uh, my friends from Missouri have told me about Missouri versus Missouri. Missouri. That's, uh, that's the pickup truck beer drinking areas of Missouri, uh, whereas Missouri is the more uh, 
highfalutin areas, if you will. Well, uh, I think I preserve, prefer Missouri Raw. So anyways, headline, libs of TikTok, male-crowned homecoming queen beating out four other girls in Missouri school. Come on, Missouri. So I saw this, and I immediately messaged a bunch of my Missouri people and said, seriously, guys? Seriously? And there's a picture of this creature that's winning the homecoming queen title despite having a penis. Um, I don't know what to say about this picture or this whole story. It's kind of shocking. Uh, the, the person uh, who goes by Tristan is a dude who, you know, was born with a penis and likes to pretend uh, that he's a girl. He's an ugly girl. I'll tell you that. And I, you know, sorry to hurt this kid's feelings, but you're an ugly girl. And, you know, you'd be best off just recognizing who you are and living with it instead of pretending to be something you're not. Because no matter how much you pretend to be a girl, you were still born with a penis. And you're a boy. Newsflash, right? So anyways, and, and by the way, President Trump, um, th- this person who was born with a penis, that does mean he's a male. You don't really need to equivocate on this. You either got junk or you don't. It's real simple. Anyways, uh this is in Kansas City, Missouri. Now, I've got some good friends in Kansas City. I've got some great people in Kansas City. But when I talk to my Missouri people about what's going on, they're like, oh, yeah, but that's Kansas City. That doesn't count. I don't know what that means. Apparently, Kansas City's got some special things going on. I thought St. Louis was the home of special things for Missouri, but apparently Kansas City's got its own. And, uh, yeah, this, uh, this school district, uh, Oak Park High School, decided that, you know, hey, um, it doesn't matter if you got junk or you don't. We'll let you do whatever you want to do. And uh, so they did. And so this ugly boy who was pretending to be a girl, uh, well, he, he beat out these girls who were actually girls. So which I guess now there, now there's even ugly boys beating girls in, in beauty contests along with all the sports. So there's a picture of this this creature with its dad and mom. And its dad and mom are standing there with big, stupid smiles. And all I can think of is, you guys are douchebags. I mean, I'm sorry. You, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely... What they're doing is is they're promoting their child's mental illness. They're promoting it. They're supporting it. They're embracing it. Instead of trying to help their kid to be better, you know, they're, they're just... I don't know. I, I, I just don't know, folks. I do not get this. I mean, this is like, I, I just don't think I'm ever going to come around to the fact that if you were born with junk, you're not a boy or vice versa. I mean, I just, it's like saying that the sky's green or the two plus two six. I, I just, you're, you're just not going to convince me. I don't think, I mean, I'm, I'm open to hear things, but Okay, Matt Gates throws down the gauntlet. Critical mass of GOP lawmakers are with me, not Kevin McCarthy. I like that a lot, and I'm glad that Gates is doing what he's doing. Gates is quickly becoming one of my favorite people in Congress. He actually has testicular fortitude, which makes him one, right? And he doesn't get pulled into stupid crap. MTG and Boebert keep getting pulled into stupid crap, and I like them. 
I like both MTG and Bobert enough, but uh, MTG seems to be toying with selling out, and Bobert, you know, I actually feel real sorry for Lauren Bobert. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm gonna digress here. I wasn't planning on doing this, folks, but let me tell you something. I've been fighting for three and a half years around the clock. It's brutal, right? You get attacked all the time. You don't get a break. Someone always needs something. There's always something this, always something that. It hits your family. It hits your home. It hits everything. It affects every aspect of your life when you decide to take a stand against evil. And it's tough. It's worth it. I'll never stop, but it's not an easy go. And I look at people like Lauren Boebert, who, you know, she's going through all these things with her family and with her this and with her that. And uh, has she handled it perfectly? No, but who does? And why the hell we got to pick on her? You know, she does. When she goes to Congress, she fights for freedom. So I don't really care if she's got problems here or problems there. I don't care if she's dating a Democrat. I don't care if she got set up and it just so happened that there was a night vision camera pointing to her, well, pointing at her when she was at some sort of a theater or something. I don't care about any of that. She keeps fighting for what's right. As long as she's doing that, I'm okay. You know, uh, but beyond that, I just, I don't know. I just, I'm sick of seeing our, our freedom fighters be attacked because they're human and they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I make all sorts of mistakes. You know, a few weeks ago, I drank too much. I got, yeah, yeah, so what? So what? Judge me. I don't care. Uh, but I see this happen. I mean, I got, I got close, close, close friends who I adore, who, because they stood in this fight, they've lost their families. They've lost their friends. They've lost their jobs. I mean, they, they just, it's brutal. And then they get, you know, they get to get into a bad spot and break down a little bit. And they wonder, people like, oh, my God, I can't believe that you're doing this. Mind your own damn business. Unless you're walking a mile in their shoes, I got to tell you, you don't know what it's like. So, you know, I just, I feel pretty defensive of, of some of these people who have been fighting for freedom. And like I said, I haven't seen Boebert waver in Congress. I don't always love her approach. I think there's different ways, but I, she's very seems to be very genuine in her fight for freedom. So you know she's got some issues to deal with at home. Then so be so be it. She's still a freedom fighter and still doing more than most people will ever do. So send her a thank you note and mind your own damn business. Anyways, sorry about that, folks. I, a little bit of a tirade, but. I just, I see too many people that are going through too much stuff. And instead of us recognizing that we need to support and back our freedom fighters, I see people just waiting for the opportunity to pile on and jump on them. Oh, you're this, you're that. Well, so what? So what? There's only one Jesus. Ain't none of us going to live up to that. And because he lived, we don't have to live up to that. We're just supposed to try. And if you think that, you know, these freedom fighters who are doing all that they're doing aren't trying just because you see it, you catch them doing something stupid or bad. I got news for you, folks. We got to support these guys. There won't be any left. It's hard enough job even with support, let alone with people, you know, it's trying to un- cut them out at the knees because they aren't quite perfect. So anyways, uh, so McCarthy is, uh, well, he sucks. He sucks. He's lied. We don't have the J6 tapes. He hasn't you know, stood by any conservative principles. He hasn't stood up to Biden. He hasn't done a damn thing other than sell out. And Gates is calling him out. 
And Gates, it looks like it's getting ready to uh, take a stand on this shutdown. And I hope so. Uh, I just, I just, I'm done with these cowardly wusses. Gates, high fives, brother. High fives. McCarthy, you're a wuss. I'm just tired of you. All right. Um, let's go here. Oh, <laughs> this one got me. I love this headline. Okay, this is the National Pulse. Uh, according to Pence, uh, headline, Pence, Trump isn't conservative because he's anti-war. Uh, okay. So, uh, former Vice President Mike, the sellout Pence, uh, claimed on CNN on Sunday that uh, by ending the bloodshed between Russia and Ukraine, the 45th president would be embracing the politics of appeasement on the world stage and walking away from our role as leader of the free world. Hey, Pence, here's a news flash. We, we've already abdicated our role as leader of the free world. There is no leader of the free world right now because America is so disrespected and, and so just such an embarrassment globally that nobody's looking to us. There is no leader of the free world. China and Russia and a bunch of places are stepping in. They're trying to take the spot. But we, we have, uh, we've abdicated our role. I don't want to say we're meaningless, but you know what? We've abdicated our role. We've dropped the ball. And we're going to take a generation to earn it back if we can. This bullcrap about Ukraine is just ridiculous. And I'm going to tell you, if you support Ukraine, I want to know why you support Nazis. How can you support a country with a Nazi regime? What, they're good, freedom-loving uh, Ukrainian military full of Nazis? Pence is a piece of garbage. No one's asking him about the Nazis. How do you support a nation that has Nazis in their military? Why won't anybody ask him that? Where is the ADL? Why is the ADL not asking Mike Pence or protesting Mike Pence or pointing out that Mike Pence is supporting a nation that has Nazi regiments in their military? Where are you, ADL? Why is it that the only actual uh, guy who is, is fighting against anti-Semitism is the guy who's not a semi? Me. I don't hear anybody calling these guys out. I am literally trying to, to fight anti-Semitism and can't get, I, I mean, the ADL won't say a word about it. Where are they? I don't know. You know where they are, folks. It's all hypocrisy. It's all hypocrisy standard though okay so this is super important ab 2098 is a california law and basically it criminalized free speech said it said that california can go after any doctor that doesn't uh, follow their consensus bullcrap on health care and lies and what have you and uh it, it was a horrible horrible law uh, it, it, it basically said doctors who disagree with consensus can, you know, get into all sorts of trouble, right? I mean, this couldn't have been a clearer attack on free speech and everything else. And it was an egregious, egregious overreach. And uh, that was in court. And that law was getting shredded in court, which is good. So before the law could get ruled unconstitutional, the California Senate included a provision and they repealed it. This is a huge, huge win for health freedom, folks. We cannot allow health the, these health tyrants to push these things together in this way. 
It is horrific on every level. Uh, these guys, the corruption, the it just it's appalling. It's appalling. So I don't know, folks. This was a big, big win that is not getting the uh, the coverage it ought to. But I'm I'm very happy that it, it's happening. So, uh, anyways, right. discern report: uh, virus that had a death rate of forty to seventy-five percent is infecting and killing people in India. This is Nipah virus, right? I don't know what's going to happen with Nipah. There's talk, and there's there's a lot of opinions about whether that'll be part of the next pandemic. Checks a lot of the boxes. I mean, they've done a lot of tabletop with it. It's got a higher death rate. It's this. It's that. You know, they're working on vaccines for it already. Um, but I've said in the past, I think that the next pandemic is going to be uh, more localized and there's going to be a bunch of diseases. They may let this run around and kill people in India because, you know, yeah, the, the overpopulationists want to get rid of some people. And that's a spot that they would certainly hit. But I don't know. I don't know whether this will be a global thing or not. You know, I think they're going to have a hard time with any sort of a lockdown type nonsense here in the states i mean people are mad and they're waking up more and more every day but i don't know what's going to happen with that i guess we'll find out uh, but in any event it's worth watching please support the tom ren show by sharing the america out loud network and tom ren show S- support us at tomrens.com support my stumps that the substack tomrens.substack.com we'll be back soon